Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. All right, welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, I'm glad to be back and uh, recording with you today. So looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, starting again. And so today we're going to be talking about carving out intentional time for connection with your spouse or significant other, maybe even extends all the way to family. Uh, Just, I guess, maybe really depends on which relationship needs the most nurturing at this time. I think some probably are naturally easier maybe with people who connect in the same way. And so maybe it's looking at people who connect in different ways and learning about that person and how they enjoy connecting. Okay. This will be a tutorial for me too. So I'm going to be over here taking notes uh, with what your expectations may be, as well as hopefully leaving the listeners with some good tips as well. Okay, well then let's start easy with a question that you should be able to answer um, very well. So Father's Day, likely when this recording comes out, will have already passed, but I know that this will come out for listeners for sure during uh, June or the summer months. So what would be your perfect Father's Day? Perfect Father's Day, one, just being surrounded by family, by our family. So you and the girls would be uh, number one, probably beyond that, would like to see, obviously, our parents, things like that. But how we spend that time just together, it may be around the house, which is totally low-key. Going to a baseball game would be fun. Being at the lake on the water would be great as well. So, but I think the core thing for me to be a successful father's day would just be seeing, you know, our immediate family being together. Well, that's an awesome answer. I kind of thought you might have like more specifics. So maybe I was trying to cheat since while we're recording father's day is coming up in a couple of days. So maybe I was trying to cheat and find out, okay, like what food do you want? What activity do you want? And who do you want to be there? Uh, you touched on at least who you want to be there. So <laughs> that's great. And I think we do have Astros tickets. So I think we can make that happen as well. Um, so yeah, looking it's forward a to that. later game. So we'll go there. Um, hopefully, you know, spend some time. Don't have to stay the whole time if it's not a great game. But um, yeah, and I assume Mexican food or barbecue steak, something not will be. not out on barbecue yet. I feel like we've had that frequently like a whole lot in the past month. Never. Oh. So barbecue is its own. The great thing about barbecue is that if you get burnout on brisket, you can go to turkey and sausage and chicken and there's all kinds. So barbecue in the state of Texas anyway, is its own food group. And within barbecue, you have so many different choices as well. And that's not even taken into account different restaurants, different barbecue pits that you can go to. So barbecues nonstop. I don't know how you can get burned down on that. So I'm burnt out. I, I, I can explain that in a different episode on how to get burnt out on barbecue. <laughs> eat, eat it four days in a row and then 
that's about it. So, um, all right, well, moving on. So we are in summer months. For some people that does look like you may have a little bit more spare time uh, from a business perspective, potentially. It could be slower. A lot of industries ramp up in the summer, so that's not the case for everyone. Um, but for us, it is usually a little bit slower where we can, we have a little bit more margin to think about things. So planning for the future, planning for just the rest of the year, looking back at progress on goals that we've met, things like that. And so I think this is also an opportune time where you may be having a family vacation or some time away in different settings with people. And so I think that's why this is a very relevant conversation to have on making sure that you're intentional about how you're connecting and nurturing relationships. And so for you, what would you say is like, what would you say is your favorite way or what you consider quality time? What does that look like for you? Quality time in my definition is breaking away from the norm and being intentional about that time with others. So from a family aspect, it's a lot easier just to kind of default to your everyday life. For us, that looks like the four of us probably hanging out around the house, phones in hand, Netflix or something on the TV screen. So we're multitasking uh, as well and just not really quality time, but we're their proximity. We're close to one another. When I think about quality connection time, it's usually a, a different place and a different pace, which we've mentioned before. And those people that are in the room, you're trying to be like trying to connect intentionally. So we may tell the girls or remind ourselves like, Hey, put your phone away. Let's play a game. Let's play cards, dominoes, whatever that may be. And, uh, that is more intentional in my book. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's the right answer. Um, do you feel like you spend a lot of quality time with the people closest to you? Probably not. If I'm being honest, because you get comfortable, you get in a routine. And so I think that's where we're at in the stage of life with even our kids uh, who are in high school. One will be a senior next year. And then after that, she'll kind of be outside of the house, most likely. And you, you just kind of fall into these grooves and just do life. And so you do revert back to what's comfortable, like the endless scrolling on social media or watching something that adds no value to your life at the end of the day. And while you're close in proximity, like mentioned, uh, you're just not making a deeper connection with those people. I think we're super fortunate because we have gotten to a point in our lives. This has not always been the case. Actually, only I would say maybe the last year or two um, where we actually have a lot of time available that could be spent together but we don't necessarily make that intentional. So we are together quite frequently, but majority of the time, at least one person has a phone in their hand or is engaged in 
whatever's on the TV. So background noise, that doesn't bother me as much if we're doing something else and the TV is on. Uh, but when one person is not, cannot hear anything of the conversation, even though they're sitting very close to you, um, I would say that that's probably not intentional um, connection at that point that sure. you're just kind of kind of there. And so, yeah, for me, I think it's engaging in meaningful conversation as far as for me to feel like I've connected with someone. And so not from the, um, what we have to do to kind of survive and making sure that everybody knows what's going on. So not the questions of what time do you need to get up tomorrow? What time do you need to, to leave the house? Um, is there anything coming up that you need me to grab from the store? Not that kind of talk, but, um, really you know, seeing what's going on in their world, what's going on in someone else's um, mind as far as what they're looking forward to or what's, you know, what they might be nervous or stressing about. So definitely engaging in meaningful conversation, but I think it can happen in, in multiple ways. And so um, I, I believe that I was listening to a podcast and it was unrelated to business. It was actually like a fitness um, podcast that I was listening to, but she and her husband work together in coaching people. And so what they do, because they do work from home, so they are maybe proximity close to each other. Uh, at the end of the day, they actually leave their phones at home and go for a walk uh, without phones. And then when they come back, of course, this is a fitness podcast. So they're doing like mobility and stretching together again without their phones. And during this whole time, they're talking about um, kind of their highs and lows from that day. And then what they have, you know, that they're coming, looking forward to coming up. Um, they eat dinner. And then after that time, that's where like the proximity time comes in. That's where they sit down and maybe zone out as far as scrolling or watching TV. And so I thought that was a super helpful thing. Uh, I don't know what that looks like. I know it could look different for people in all different settings. So if people have a commute, I feel like that would maybe be their time to decompress. But it would depend on what that commute looks like. Because if you're sitting in stressful traffic, that's probably not your decompression time. Uh, so uh, what are your what are your thoughts as far as ways to kind of break out of the habit of just, I will say numbing out with some sort of device or uh, media and really spend quality time together? It would be movement for, in, in my book. So movement, like you said, walking at the end of the day, we've done that. Um, Houston right now, uh, where we live is hot and um, we have to break that up during the day. So it's probably a few smaller walks instead of one big walk at the end of the day. I guess we could do that when it gets dark, but it's still hot. Um, so I think being intentional there, um, if, if you aren't, if you do need, if you do commute to an office or something like that, I think you could make it intentional. Obviously you're driving, but then you could also schedule a call once a day. Like, Hey, here's my check-in with this person, spouse, partner, business partner, whatever that is, someone you care for, maybe it's a parent and just talking, you know, I think that connection um, can be done. And much like, you know, we zone out to Netflix being on the TV 24 seven, um, the same can be said for driving because 
you know, probably most people are get to their destination and forgot how they got there. And uh, it's just kind of autopilot. So I, I think it is being intentional with those opportunities in, in our lives. You know, that's just, I think when we're being our best, it is scheduled. So like earlier this week, I thought I was in trouble and you said, Hey, what are you doing Thursday from five fifteen to 8 PM? And um, so when that text usually comes across, I'm like, Oh man, this it's either a big conversation that's on your mind that we're blocking out two, two plus hours. And so it's like, okay, what's going to, are we rethinking life? Is there going to be tears involved? Are we, <laughs> you know, making a decision on a, on an elderly pet that hasn't had a bad day? Like what's going on here? Um, but in that, in that situation, it was just, Hey, we're going to go have dinner with your grandma, you know, who's 95 years old. So uh, that one worked out, but that also kind of, it, it jolted me. I'm like, oh man, so something's really on our mind to schedule this. And I think what gets scheduled gets done. So if you do have those boundaries in place or those um, bookends to your day to where you can really, hey, I'm going to start winding down whatever work responsibilities at 5, 5.15. Maybe those are done by 5.30, 5.45. And then we go do something where it's a deeper connection, still kind of scary to leave the phone at home, especially if you've got people that are counting on you for something and it is at the end of the day. So that's where I feel a little bit guilty leaving the phone, but um, also like to walk to music a lot of times too. Um, so, but, but I think that's being intentional, just whether it's scheduling it or just building it into your day as a bookend. Yeah. And I like that you uh, mentioned even like the phone call or a text. And I think that that's really important, especially when um, a spouse or family members work together and then one of them travels and one stays behind or they're in separate places. So if you you are used to spending majority of the day together and are popping in, checking in on people just organically because they're right across from you or right down the hall from you. And then you leave for a few days. I think that's really important that it may even be, have to be something that you set an alarm to do because if there's time zone differences or if you're busy jumping from, um, whatever it might be in conferences and things, and you have sessions that are going at certain times, I think that it would be really helpful to set an alarm to make sure you don't miss the opportunity to call that person or to text that person or to FaceTime that person. So with technology, it's all super easy. Um, and then to be very intentional that that call isn't just work related. If you're working spouses together or working family members together that you didn't just check in to say, Hey, did you take care of this since I'm out? Or did you see so-and-so's message? Can you respond to that? That wouldn't be the check-in that you're setting that alarm for. Um, and so I don't know some people, this may be much more natural and they are used to calling and texting and doing that kind of thing when they're out of town or away. But if you're not in the habit of being apart, that might not feel very natural because it's not something that you usually do. Whereas I think if people work separately, they may check in naturally during the day because they are away from 
each other. Um, so I think that's another practical tip is while you're getting used to it or making this a habit, maybe scheduling it as far as putting a appointment on the calendar and or setting an alarm as a reminder of even if it's a 15 minute, like before it needs to happen reminder so that you can wrap up or close down whatever you're doing and get to a place where you kind of have your undivided attention. Yeah. Um, so I'm taking notes over here, right? Because that's a, you know, that's a real world example that we just went through. Um, because we are around, like, like you said, all your points, uh, we, we don't have to communicate through phone or text or anything most days because we are close proximity wise, but I just got back from a conference and, you know, I don't do the best whenever I'm out and about and have a full agenda of sessions or people I want to see people I need to see. Um, so I just, I need to get better. And, you know, whenever I don't call home or text and let you know that I'm alive may be concerning to some, but it just, gets forgotten about. Well, now, so, now we have life 360. So now I know that at least your phone is alive. Um, and if it's moving around in the places that I think that you're probably going to be, then I, at least I know you're, and at least I have proof of life kind of. So I don't really worry so much about that. I would think that it would just be more of a, um, again, of a connection, especially when people are used to spending so much time together. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's multiple days where there's no interaction at all. So, um, yeah, those, are, those are good. So maybe, uh, you have another trip coming up at the end of June. And so potentially that's why this was scheduled. One of us plans for, uh, our podcast recordings and the other one shows up and brings a lot of, uh, wisdom and insight. And so maybe the I'm one here may, writing down, may, maybe the one who was planning this decided this would be an opportune time and that it should be the first recording of the, of the day, uh, since we do multiple at a time. So yeah, that's good. Some, some yeah, other so ways we go for it, go ahead, go for it. No, I was going to say, so we're very fortunate to be able to travel right now and, um, it's a change. So much like pre work from home or anything like that, our rhythm looked a lot different. So it is, it, it causes you to step back and say, okay, um, we have a relationship. We that's bigger than the business or friendship or anything like that. And so connection on a deeper level, especially whenever there are so many facets of life that are intertwined together, uh, with business and marriage and things like that, that you do have to be intentional to um, give each part of that life the respect that it deserves. Yeah. And I, I think that it's easier for us to look at and see what does quality time and connection feel like. I feel like we do such a good job with our family and or friends when we're on vacation because we are out of the normal routine. Nobody's jumping up to put in a load of laundry or unload the dishwasher or take the dog out or whatever, whatever little tasks come up, or even just going in and doing something that you prefer to do. Um, when we're on vacation, we typically, you know, we'll even intentionally take cards to a restaurant because we know that typically if we're in a island setting that it's going to be slower service. So we'll play cards while we're waiting and, um, 
just have a lot of laughs, create a lot of memories. And so I just don't think that that has to be limited to if you only take one vacation a year or two vacations a year or only limited to when um, maybe there's a special family holiday or a special occasion where somebody's coming into town. I think that can be scheduled and become a normal part of routine um, just throughout the weeks. Yeah, that's good. All right. Any other ideas, insight, wisdom on uh, how to connect? Some. So you've you've mentioned we've mentioned scheduling, uh, being intentional around scheduling. We've mentioned removing distractions with phones, email, Teams, whatever. Um, removing distractions with other people. So we've got two little teenage monsters that live with us right now that take time and yell at us and throw things at us and um, are sometimes a bear to live with, but um, it's not that bad. That was, that was a little still, extreme. A, that was a little extreme. There's a lot of hormones going on in that household right now, and they're not, they're usually not from the, the parents. So, um, so it's removing just those distractions. And then what is it something, I think the other part is, what is it something that you enjoy doing? So, you know, we're kind of in, uh, we care a lot about fitness and movement and things like that. So we are walking, which it's got a, it's got a good tangible byproduct in health. And so what do you enjoy doing together as a spouse? You, you took one for the team a couple of weeks ago and we went to a car show together, um, which that was not your most favorite thing. That was the highlight of probably my week. Um, just walking around looking at vintage and cool stuff and you did it for me. And I, and I know that. So I think what can the two of you agree on, um, that you enjoy some people, especially if it's like a business partner you're trying to engage with, maybe that's golf. Maybe that is a day at the spa or sauna or something. So the options are At first are I thought you were going to say a day at Sonic, you know, I thought that was a great idea as well. <laughs> I think they would ask us to leave with the amount of soda that we all drink. Would, so, they, would they give us a refill if we sat there for two hours? Can you just I think, I think we're the reason that the insides haven't opened as soon as they up, open back up as soon as they, they have. So, um, but I think, so that's another point is find something that you mutually enjoy. Um, our family, we mutually enjoy games and are competitive typically. And so, uh, until one person loses and flips the whole game up and walks out of the room because they did lose. And that goes back to the hormones conversation that we were having. So what you just have to be intentional and maybe it's having a meeting about having meetings. You know, it's like. <laughs> What's the best way to connect? We're kind of drifting apart and we don't want to drift so far apart that it's hard to come back together one day. And, um, but yeah, I think those are great points. Um, that's, that's what I would add. Yeah. And I think that kind of that feeling that feeling that drift or feeling any sort of disconnection is the appropriate time to have the conversation of, how do, how do you like to connect? What do you like to do? What do you want to do? Or just asking the questions of what's, what are you looking forward to? Or is there anything stressing you out that I can help you with, pray for you about, um, those types of things. One of the ways that we also connect, um, 
praying together at night. And that has been something that has been way more recent than we have <laughs> been Marcus and Rachel for since we were 16 years old and praying together at night. I was 15. By the way. <laughs> okay. Oh. And praying together at night has only been a year and a half, maybe. So a lot more time that we didn't do that, but definitely a way to connect and just to know that that other person thinks about you, cares about you, you know, is, um, you're, you're more than yeah. just their business partner or their, uh, children's parent or caregiver. So, um, that's a nice way as well. And then also thinking about the times that you connect best. So when you have a morning person <laughs> and a night owl, finding a time that's somewhere in between the two of those, maybe not first yeah. thing in the morning and definitely not when you're necessarily putting your head on the pillow to close your eyes. Um, maybe definitely uh, coordinating a time that works for both people. I think the other thing is don't set yourself up for failure by coming out so strong out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a date night every other night and we're going to go to a fancy restaurant. Like that's just not sustainable. So start slow, start easy. Um, the other, the other piece is like, if you start to feel that drift and you start to, you, you know that it's probably beyond you as a couple or you individually, I think asking for help, whether that's other, other relationships that can help kind of hold you accountable, whether it's a community group or some type of small group in that setting, or if it's professional help with like counseling and uh, a retreat of some sort to kind of re-energize and get things kind of back on track and create a line in the sand. We haven't had to do that, thankfully, but I can see where it may be needed um, because a lot of times the, the relationship is more important than the business or, you know, just an aspect of life that you may share. And uh, sometimes it does benefit to ask for help. Yeah. And just remembering since we're in the stage of life where our kids are going to be in college soon and away from home, that the the marriage really is important to nurture and cultivate all the way through and not let just all the focus go on to either the business or the kids, uh, but that you're intentionally taking care of um all the relationships that are important to you and not just certain relationships that are important. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's something that we all take for granted. Um, you know, definitely our, our relationship and, you know, how proximity and we're always close. So it's always what's in my head. I think that, you know, but unless I verbalize it, it's not getting said. And, Occasionally that will happen on your side too, but probably more of it's still on my side because I didn't listen or hear what you were saying because I was somewhere else mentally. And, um, yeah, I'm very, so. um, selective with the words that I use because I know if there are too many, you won't hear them or remember them. So yeah, a lot of times I wait, try to wait until times that I know that you're not distracted to talk to you. Um, so that's, that's important. We, I mean, we ride to the gym together most days of the week and there's usually no words said on the way to the gym, but on the way home from the gym, we usually do a lot of talking. So again, that's yeah. just finding that time where not every minute 
together is has to be spent connecting and it doesn't have to be anything earth shattering riding, you know, choosing to ride together to work once a week because maybe your schedules align and using that time or right. And it might be the ride home that the actual talking happens and not necessarily the ride to work. So I think there's a lot of ways to um, easily ease into just better connections with people. And uh, mm -hmm. I think this has been a good conversation. Hopefully it's helpful to somebody and helps strengthen a relationship uh, somewhere out there. Well, I know your goal in this conversation was just for me to be taking notes for my next trip too. <laughs> so um, maybe this will never get published. <laughs> you, but... you potentially need to call at least text or call once a day. That, that'd be, that's like minimum. Noted. So <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in my phone. So. All right. On all right, to the well, next. All right. Thanks for the conversation. We'll get better from here. <laughs> all right. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.